Welcome to the Athlete Peeps Podcast with your host, Mark Farnell. Hello, and welcome to the Athlete Peeps Podcast. My name is Mark Fernald, and today we are going to talk with Tyler Spezia, a college hockey athlete. Tyler has had a nice, productive career at Bowling Green University. He is a senior, so four years he's now dedicated to the Bowling Green program. And in this podcast, we talk a lot about the resources that he's had available to him. Lots of people have supported him through his career at Bowling Green and have helped direct him as far as training and diet and recovery and other things. So we really dive into what that's like for a college student and how that's preparing him now to move on to his professional career. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Tyler Spezia. All right. Hi, Tyler. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the podcast. Bothering you here this morning. I know uh, now that your season's wrapped up, your schedule's a little bit different, so, you know, didn't want to wake you too early. Oh, no. Uh, usually I'm on the ice right now, and I've been having a hard time sleeping in, so I'm up. I'm ready. So I thought we would start today. One of the unique things when I were, were talking off the record there, this uh, crazy fitness t- you guys have there at Bowling Green to make sure that you guys are all up to snuff before you start your season. thought you might tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, it's a test that consumes a lot of a lot of the minds of the players here. It's, it's, it's just like, it's hard for me to, to even talk about it really, but it's over for me now. And Traumatic. It's going to be after that. It's called the gauntlet. Um, you got a, a series of, of runs. So you start off with the six-minute mile. Uh, and a lot of people, when I tell them, hey, like it's a six-minute mile, they say, oh, my God, that's pretty fast. Like, that's it. I thought you guys got to do that. Like, that's pretty tough. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, it's so tough, but no, you got way more. You got uh, five minutes of rest after that. You got two 400s. You got to get them in a minute, uh, minute 15. And you got three minutes rest in between those. Then you switch to four 200s. You got to get them in 35 seconds. Uh, you get, I think, yeah, 30 seconds of rest there. Or no, a minute and a half rest. And then you got eight 100 yard sprints in 15 seconds. Got to get them. And then you got 12 50 yard sprints. Um, and you got to get those in seven. And the way that it's worked is if you're a freshman um, and you miss a run, you just kind of make up whatever run you miss. But if you're an upperclassman, so sophomore, if you're senior, and you miss any run, you got to redo the whole test and pretty much put yourself in the doghouse to start off the year. But uh, So is there a dreaded, a, is there one particular run that's the one that you just absolutely that, are scared of? Like, is it the mile or is it just those sprints at the end? See, the, the mile the mile's tough just they're not tough. It's easy because, I mean, you're running with everybody, but uh, so you get that extra little push. But once you get through the 400s, or two of the 200s is when everybody's like, okay, you can do this now. And there comes a certain point out there where you're just, you got nothing but you're just burying your head and running because you got it, you know. And that usually happens to about the middle of the 200s. Once you get through those, like, you're basically down to the sprints aren't bad. Um, but as much as it's a terrible test physically for and, and mentally, it's it's one heck of a team builder. I can't tell you how many how good that feeling when you you run that last fifty, how like unbelievable you feel, and you're just so thrilled that it's over. And uh, and the coaches do a good job of letting you know that uh, you still got three more after your freshman year. But, uh, <laughs> do, do I think you, we only had. Do you run this at the track? Is this yeah? Just... We get up at. I think it, we start at 8 a.m. on the track, and you just—it's it, like 40. It ends up being like 13 minutes of running over 45 minutes, but it's just—it's terrible. And then uh, for the guys who have injuries or whoever if they had surgery or whatnot in off season and, and can't run, there's a there's a bike test. It's you run, you ride it, 
55, you have to get 20 miles in 55 minutes on level 12 of, of the bike. And that's pretty tough too from the guys that have done that. Um, just because you're sitting in a, on a bike and nothing's changing around you. You're, and you're trying to battle it out for 55 minutes and 55 minutes at 20 miles is, is a pretty, you're, you're moving pretty fast. So, and I've never been a big fan of the bikes. So I, I couldn't even tell you. If, that one would, would be good or hard or, or whatnot but yeah they just make sure you're, you're ready to go once you get here and it usually is the first weekend of uh when you come back for school they give you a week to figure out your classes and then that friday you have a gauntlet and it's a pretty uneasy feeling for a week because everyone's like oh man and you'll have some guys who don't run at all and they're snapshot good runners and then you got a bunch of guys who really work at it um for me i found once when i weighed 155 pounds i could run forever and once I started putting on that weight, that test got significantly harder for me. And I don't know, my body, something, something happened where like my, I would just get shin splints, like beyond belief. So I had to, I had to battle through that for two years, but honestly, yeah, I feel that that test is done. It's in, my, <laughs> it's in the rear view for me. If you come to school and you do not pass that first week, how long do you have to make sure that you meet that? test does it run you right so, up the season no so you don't get to touch the ice until you pass that test and the way college hockey works is you know you get here on campus and uh you start practicing first week of september and you're, you don't play a game your first game is usually an exhibition game and it's not till the first week of october so you got a month of pure practicing and then they call it training camp but uh usually you, you know you run it on a friday and then you'll need to rest if you fail you still gotta rest and they usually will do it like tuesday or wednesday morning and We'll wake up super early and go watch and support. And if they pass then, then they're good to go for practice that day. Uh, it's just you, you don't touch the ice and, until you've passed the a conditioning test, whether the bike or uh, the gauntlet. That's just the coach's rule. And uh, he's even switched to uh, if you don't pass that test as an upperclassman, like you may sit out that first exhibition game. Now, what if clearly there's a mental side to it, but the physical as well, if they're not conditioned, what can you do or do you find more often than not it's really just the mental side that the the player has to be pushed just a little bit harder in that test yeah i think it well it's just a test that that consumes the mind so much that a lot of people will psych themselves out before they even run um i think the test is purely mental to an extent just that once when you know you're tired uh, allowing yourself to like not think that way and, and and just keep on it is one thing. But if you're not in shape and and you can't and you you're not even close, like the way that the, we always explain the test is like it it will expose you if you're being out of shape and it and it does do that. Um, you'll see a handful of guys that don't make it over the years. I've seen it just just mental lapses, like just allowing themselves to be tired or or coming across the line at a second lap, like a second too slow and. So I think the test purely mental. I think you just gotta decide. Hey, like I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing. And if it's if you can break it down to it's 13 minutes of running, and I do that all the time. And I just gotta I just gotta give it for 13 minutes and make sure I rest well. And I think you're okay. Uh, it's tough as a freshman just because you got no idea. But usually the freshmen do pretty well just because they they're new guys here and, and they don't want to disappoint anybody. So they usually come in prepared. It's where you see the problem is with the team and is this when an upperclassman it doesn't pass and you know coach isn't happy he just because he wants all the upperclassmen to lead the way and but usually you get through that in about a week and then uh everyone's on the ice going straight for training camp speaking of uh freshmen coming in i understand that you had an interesting time the first time you got to camp <laughs> yeah so the way it worked out um we we lifted 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was their day off, Thursday, Friday, and Monday was typical leg day, you know, a lot of a lot of back squats, a lot of front squats. Tuesday was a more of a of a power circuit. It'd be a lot of cleans and um, a lot of we we would we would clean, we would hand clean, power clean, uh, we would box jumps, like just a lot of players and mobility stuff. And then Wednesday would be off. Thursday would be would be uh, your upper body building, the bench press and, and some shoulder work. And then Friday is what we would call crucible. And this would be the, the toughest workouts ever. That's what we call it, yeah, crucible on Fridays. Nice. And uh, you partner up with a with a guy, freshman, to see if the numbers worked out well. And uh, you you go through, I think it was probably like 14 exercises, and they would range from partner push-ups. Everything was uh, everything was 100 reps, so 100 reps of push-up, 100 reps at bench press at 135, uh, 100 um, back squats at 135, uh, 100 deadlifts at 275, which I'll come back to. This is all in one day, or this is just whatever yeah, Friday. This is this is one workout, one workout this on is one Friday. Workout. Uh, then, yeah, then you do these things. They're just called heavy as f shrugs, and you try to get up to as many plates as you could on each side before you you couldn't move. And we did this other thing is we call them suck my dips, <laughs> uh, which was you you do five, you go five to one, you just do five dips, five, like push ups while you're on the dip bar with your partner. Um, you do partner curls. And then you do, uh, I think there's a couple more exercises, but the toughest one for me ever how long, I'm coming in here. How long is this that workout? That probably took an hour and 15 minutes, but it was it was tough. A lot of guys would, would be walking out of there Could with you nothing split? left to give and bleeding. And that's good. Could you split the the reps, or do you have to do it all consecutively before you move yeah, on? So you, yeah, you got to get all 100 in on whatever exercise you're doing before you can move to the next one kind of thing. <laughs> so that's, that's where I ran into some trouble. Um, my partner, he's a senior. He's bigger, way bigger than me. At the, well, he still is bigger than me, but he was, he's like 6'2", 210, 215. And I came in freshman year, 155 at 5'10", 5'9", 5'10". And you got two, you got 275 on a hex bar. And you got to tell me I got to lift it a hundred times. And I remember him telling me that we're just going to do 10 at a time, 10 at a time. And 275 for, for me was a battle. And, uh, I don't know how or what even happened, but I somehow made it through all 100, and I had my my hands were completely sliced open. I was leaking blood everywhere, both my hands. My back was completely fried. I, I remember going home that night to the to the dorms, and I asked him, I remember, like, man, like, something on my back, like, it hurts so bad. And he just pulled up my shirt and started laughing because I had, I had a reverse six-pack on my back, and my back was just pulsing and, and spasming so bad, and it was, I don't, they changed that rule after that day. Um, the trainer realized that, hey, maybe, maybe Tyler here shouldn't be doing the same weight as the big, one of the biggest guys in the league and, and vice versa. But I didn't have any problems after that. But that's, that was the first week of college for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not going to make it. And I, but I did. Welcome to the league, right? It's a tough start. Yeah, it was a tough start. And for me, I didn't ask much, much questions as a freshman. I didn't even question the workout. I didn't know anything. I just, I didn't want to, fall behind so i battled and i actually proud of myself i got all 100 it probably took me 45 minutes but i got them all <laughs> and you, you managed to stay with the sets of fives or did you whittle down to doing uh, single reps i kept staying at, i kept staying at tens for as long as i could and i think we went down to five and even at the end i think we just went one one for one because i literally was falling apart but we got it he helped me out and it was all we always have a joke him and i because we would 
do it part. I think that's where we do it four times those those Chris Bowls. And when when we would get on the bench press at one thirty five, he was basically just high pulling one thirty five for me after about twenty reps. So he was getting double workouts in and we always laugh about that. That is uh, some serious volume for a workout for sure. <laughs> yeah. And you know, to be honest, is I wouldn't change it for the world. I, those were some fun. I mean, as bad as they were, they can. We and it changes every year. Like we only did those my freshman year, and it came way down since. But I mean, as bad as they were, it was it was fun. Like just being with your teammates and just battling. And like I said, I think team building right there is huge because everybody's feeling it, and you're just you're just trying to get through it. And what you do is no better feeling. And I think uh, I think that stuff. I mean, as bad as it was for my body physically, it was it was good on a on a team building aspect and a lot of guys did appreciate that stuff and there's guys who would absolutely kill that workout but there's guys like me who absolutely battle through every exercise that seems to be a, a recurring theme that I, I hear a lot from is that uh just have a lot of team building a lot of things where you guys are forced to really pick each other up and, and get each other over the the finish line no matter where you are yeah it's it's huge and i think if you look at the body of work over four years i mean my class they always preach um, each so each senior class, you just you're trying to leave Bowling Green better than you found it. And this year, I, I honestly believe that you know, as a as a group of uh, 11 incoming freshmen, um, we ended we ended at year four with only four freshmen, four from that original class. So we lost seven guys to transfer to uh, didn't want to play anymore to pro hockey. We lost a lot of guys. So our class was super close this year, and you know we uh, we were the first class and. I think I don't even know how many years. A long time that had four twenty-plus win seasons, and we racked up ninety wins as a, as a class, and didn't make the tournament. But we uh, we did some good things here, and I think that was just uh, a result of how close we were and the battling we do together, and just that team aspect is huge, especially for uh, for four years. You know, you're you're stuck. You're not stuck, but you're you're here for four years. That's the deal. And the quicker you can get accustomed to to being a part of your teammates, so the easier it is. I mean, you just Talk to me about uh, family dinner and how you guys all kind of came. Oh, so, um, you know, being in the house with, with six guys, is, it's not tough. I mean, the house gets a little dirtier, but uh, you just, dinner is kind of a, was kind of a crapshoot for a while. You know, everyone's doing their own thing and running out of pots and pans and silverware and stuff because there's five different dinners, six different dinners going on in one night. And, you know, guys are like, oh, well, we need to buy more pans or whatnot. And, so uh, our trainer actually was like in the summer because I stay here in the summer. He would ask me. He said, uh, "You know, I'm, I'm buying half a cow. You think anybody on the team would be interested in the other half?" I didn't think much of it at the time. He'd ask me, but early in the the school year, I just we were a lot of guys. We would just be going to the grocery store a lot and getting all this meat. And we'd ask like, "Hey, like, you think we would we would use this and we would get this this cow?" And the only problem was was storing the cow. We didn't. We don't have room for that. And the college house that's got a hole in every wall. You know, like how are we gonna fit this cow in here? But the guy said, "Hey, you buy this cow. I'll give you a. I'll give you this deep freeze." So brought it over, brought the cow over. I, I think it was a hundred and fifty bucks a guy. We split it seven ways, and it's been it's been awesome. Uh, we got ground beef for ever. We got a bunch of steaks, some brisket. Some, some ribs and we just we'll use that stuff and cook a lot of guys will cook the steaks on their own but we'll uh we'll have a fat we'll have family dinners instead of the six different dinners and and all that and kind of be on the same page and i just got half a cow sitting downstairs and that's unbelievable and just, uh, 
I, I've never from heard the, pull from the jar. College students having a, a meat share. It's unbelievable. And, and all these, no, I didn't think all these, of it. all these roommates. These are all teammates. These are all part of the senior class. Yeah, four of us, the four seniors, and you got two juniors. So all upperclassmen, kind of just. I mean, we're in Ohio. We're in small town Ohio. So finding a college wasn't a problem. It was just, is this something that we could do? And is it are we going to let it all go to waste? But surprisingly, it's been been used a ton and we try to organize so when one guy wants to make something out of it we kind of incorporate everybody just because there's so much food in there and half a cow even have the full cow half a cow is plenty and we got a lot of stuff still to cook and it's been good so that's kind of kept you guys on track with your diet as far as um basically everyone motivating others to stay on track and have yeah, and, healthier you know, meals some... rather than running to fast food for sure for sure there's got and it's it is tough to, to eat in college you know it's expensive to eat healthy and and some certain guys are, you know, aren't on scholarship and all that. So it's tough. And anytime you can come together and kind of eat the same stuff. And we always would say, oh, we're, we always would just call it, we're good, clean living right now. And we would, that's what we would, we'd make it. One person would, would man the grill or whatnot. And then the other guys would, would provide some support dishes, some vegetables and, and stuff like that. And just kind of come together as one and, and kind of eat, eat clean together. I mean, it, not always the cleanest, but it's, it's better than, you know, ripping through the, drive through and coming home with stuff like that but that's, it's worked out very well and i would if i could take it and recommend it to everybody i would it's just you got to have that the opportunity to, to go and find a cow and make it and have it uh easy for for you to do and that was what it was the guys that are here to take this deep freeze and that made the whole whole world of difference to have those logistics that you could actually have a freezer offered to you and that you have them stored at your place is incredible yeah and he it was good he asked us what kind of cuts we wanted what kind of steaks and how many and he took care of all that with the butcher, and we, all we had to do was, was answer the door when he brought it over. It was, it was perfect. Cool. Um, but even doing that investing up front, it's still going to have your, your cost per meal still affordable. Probably save oh, yeah. money in the long run rather than going visiting a fast food chain every meal. Oh, without a doubt. And I always think to myself, like, okay, I spent 150 bucks on on uh, this half a cow, and, you know, once the season starts, that's that cost per meal is going to go way down just because when we're running on the road, that's Wednesday to Sunday and we're not, I'm not spending a dollar there because the meals are covered. So, uh, it was so much cheaper and I got way more money in my pocket than I have had in the past. Uh, and it, like I said, it's, we got plenty of food down there still. And we, we might, I don't know, we might have to have more of the guys over to get rid of some of this stuff. But, and we've done that too. We've, you know, we've invited all the freshmen over and had a huge, not the healthiest meal, but we got so much ground beef on there that we would make taco. We'd have like a taco night or, or something and kind of incorporate everybody. Just, that just puts into perspective how much food there, there really is down there. It's good camaraderie. Yeah, it is. It's the little things, I swear. So talk to me a little bit about what you have going there for recovery. Because I understand you have a fair amount of reason that I have never heard they offered to student-athletes for. Uh, what do you guys have available to kind of keep your bodies on track? So we got, I mean, as good as they get, I mean, it's super biased to me, but our strength coach, Kenny, his name's Kenny. He's, uh, he's on top of it, everything. He's, he's really changed his thought process behind the, the work and the working out aspect. He's added a whole recovery ordeal, a whole mobility ordeal, stretching, a yoga, kind of a yoga feel. Like he's really, uh, dynamic and he's got a lot of layers to him now. Whereas, this is the same guy who told me to put 275 on and, and deadlift it a hundred times, you know, and, and he's jumped into this role and I've learned, I've stayed here the last two summers and it's been basically just him and I, but um, yeah, there's the resources on campus are, are, are incredible. You got 
Well, you have him for one. You got uh, all of his TAs are, are pretty. They're all they all have a different specialty. So for working out sake, you can get stuff from each of them. Um, you have uh, a, a collection of people who work in mental health, uh, nutrition, um, and then anything you need as far as fitness or not fitness, but like injuries and stuff. Is yeah, like training programs huge, but uh, from an athletic standpoint, if you have a a problem or a question that can't be answered here, then I, I honestly don't think that would ever be the case. Like this, somebody can do something for you at any time, and it's 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 they work pretty well together. It's as far as recovery goes. Um, I mean, you got your basics. Like I was a big uh, recovery boots guy. Um, I'm, I'm, skating is my game. Oh, can, can you tell I, a little bit about the recovery boots? Uh, I've I've seen yeah. them. I haven't had the. Uh pleasure of using them just yet what how does that work how do those yeah so i would just take them after the game or on the road on a wednesday night just because we get depending on home or road so if we're at home i won't use them until after the friday night game uh, and if we're on the road i'll use them wednesday night before just to get the bus legs out but basically you know you you, you, you zip them up your legs and it's just like the the compressed air that just gets real tight on your legs and and then just pushes that lactic acid out of your legs and i think i, I usually leave that for that the highest pressure is 15, and you just pump out your legs, and it feels good. It goes all the way up to your hip, down to your your ankle, and it's just constant pressure, and then it'll release, and it's just I always feel better when I do them, and any leg injury I have or whatnot, just getting your legs going and and feeling that. Now, do you uh, own a I've pair? A world of difference. Our team owns two pairs, and I got a pretty good relationship with. Uh, athletic trainer so he has no problem letting me take him home for the night or, or whatnot oh, nice. uh, but he's pretty dialed in he's got him ready to go a lot of guys use them on saturday mornings um when they get to the rink and they'll be set up all ready to go you literally just put your legs and zip them up and, and go um another we have in our locker room we have a hot tub cold tub all that so for guys who use that stuff for recovery i mean i'm more of a cold tub than a hot tub guy uh and we also i've taking the supplement it's called you can i'm not sure if you've heard of it not but you can it's it's a it basically is some endurance um it's like a starchy powder it was developed by a gentleman from quinnipiac the, their hockey guy and our trainer got wind of it at a seminar and brought back some sample sizes and i used them i tried them before a couple of hard workouts and, and i liked it it's basically uh it, it burns it's like a fat burner that Obviously, it just doesn't uh, deteriorate away from any muscle or any, it doesn't take apart uh, any muscle from, from when you start and you take it 15 minutes before so and it, it'll, it'll last you a bunch. I take it before every game. You asked me about my supplements and I told you I didn't. I just, when I realized like, so yeah, I do. So is it you can, the letter U and then C-A-N? You can, yeah. yeah. You can, yeah. And it was, it was good. It's, I think there's a bunch of flavors, but I always felt like I had an extra jump in the third period or my legs were a little bit, you know, well, they're just ready to go in the third period. Um, yeah, and it's literally just a nice little fat burner that focuses more on, like, your fat than it does anything else. And it's an endurance product, and it's helped me out a bunch. I just I felt way better. So I don't know something to look into, but yeah, a lot of the guys use it, and a lot of the guys have good reviews, and, there's just some guys who don't do supplements and never tried it, but I know there's a handful of guys on my team that, that use it and every the feedback's been 
been good. That supplement, is that offered through your program, or is that something you're just doing individually? Yeah, that, he, uh, our trainer had got a bunch for us and kind of made it. I, I mean, originally I bought it myself the first time, and then he was able to get it for us, which was big. I mean, I think it was like 35 bucks, but he uh, he helped us out there. When when you're doing all these recovery modalities here, do they give you structure, or do you have to just pick and choose and see what you like? Do you have yoga on Friday? Do you have ice tubs on Saturday? So basically, the the recovery aspect is completely on your own. Um, I mean, I think enough guys know enough about their bodies to know what they need, because uh, everyone's pretty well educated here, just from uh, our time here. And but if as far as a team-mandated recovery thing, I would say Mondays are usually, in the beginning of the year, Mondays are just a lot of mobility and stretching. Um, and that can range from a, a lot of a lot of shoulder mobility, a lot of hip mobility, um, tons of uh, lower back work, just to get you loose. And then Tuesdays before practice, we'll, we'll usually do a bunch of plyos, you know, the broad jumps, a bunch of jumps, a bunch of skips, agility ladders, kind of get your blood going and, and then we'll do some stretching up at the end of that as well. And, and then Wednesday will be the days where you, you get a little bit of a, a lift in. And the, the in-season lifts aren't very aren't very, very challenging just because, you know, you got to stay fresh. And we always say you don't want to leave your fastball in the weight room. You want to have your fastball ready for the game. But it's changed a lot over my time. The last two years has been a lot more uh, mobility, stretching, and plyos versus uh, going there and then and, and, throw the weight on and start throwing weight around. I mean, some, and then again, we don't necessarily do that throughout the year. We do it one day, but the gym is open all day, every day for whoever wants it. And the guys and the guys who don't play on the weekends, they, they got workouts and they get after it. And there's guys on the team who need to get after it to, to be better. So we actually work out as a team. We work out at the football field, which is a half a mile down the road. And then we also have a weight room in our locker room that isn't it's not big enough to have 30 people going in there at once so but that's always open and that's got everything in there you just you just got to try to figure out what works for you right your own formula everyone's different i know i'm a little bit older of a player so my body feels way different after a weekend than one of these freshmen so i i mean i was a big ice ice bath guy recovery boots guy and some stretching but other than that i mean i wasn't in the hot tub or anything like that and I didn't take any recovery supplements but uh, I just I don't know I've always been I've always kind of had a good handle on my body and what I needed and kind of had that all together in, in a little package so it's pretty simple for me but I know there's a bunch of guys who who don't know a lot about the whole recovery and some and a lot of guys take it for granted I, I would think too and I used to do that as well until at that point where wow after weekend, my body, I'm having, I'm peeling myself out of bed. I'm having a hard time getting up. And so recovery is a huge part that I think is a little bit over, uh, it's missed a little bit with some guys. At this point, you've got four years underneath your belt of competitive hockey. What would you tell the incoming freshman or really any athlete who's starting at a, at a big time program? What should be the first things they should implement? Like right off the bat, like do not wait, do it right now. Yeah. I would just say locate all of the, resources you might need just so you just so if there's ever a time where you do need them you you know exactly where to go uh and that could be anything like i already mentioned the mental there's there's stuff you wouldn't even think that you could get help with that there 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 is and there's people everywhere that will guide you in the right direction so i would say get that part down both academically and athletically know where the people you need are and, and develop relationships with them because 
they're going to be the ones that, that help you out when you need it and behind the scenes and stuff like that. So I would say get that. And I would also say don't wait to, to get after it. Like for me, the biggest thing was I didn't, I hated playing hockey sore. I hated it. And that's why I was probably a smaller build when I first got here. But if you can just get in here and get after it, you'll, and, and, and get your body in shape and get yourself ready to go. Like you'll have, your college experience will be like night and day. I swear if I could have came in like I am now as a freshman, I would have had a, a way better college experience I'm sure and I and I had a good college experience it's just you can you can only help yourself if you get in here and, and get in here early and, and then just get a feel for it because it doesn't change it was like the same day for me for four years and you can if you can find a way to love that process quickly you'll this will place and college in general will be everything you want it to be so you mentioned the mental side did you take advantage of that I mean what, what kind of what kind of structure do they give you guys to mentally prepare and be ready for repeating and so I, as you mentioned the day-to-day grind yeah so it, it, it varies um i never want to use the the mental health part of it but anywhere from sports motivation mental motivation to to mental illness like whatever's on your mind depression it's it's all uh confidential stuff like no one will ever if, if, if even if you go no, they don't report it to anybody it's just the therapist and yourself that know that you're there um, and it, I guess it ranges from a wide thing, whatever you mean mentally, if you're fighting confidence or if you're fighting depression or you're homesick or whatever it is, there's a, there's a doctor here on campus and I haven't personally used them before, but there's guys on my team who have and swear by it. They said it's really, it's really personal and, and, and understand it. At this point now, uh, wrapping up your senior year, going to move on to your next phase of competitive hockey. What is the one thing that you have in your gym bag that you just can't live without? Obviously I know you've got your, uh, uh, the compression boots, but I, you're probably not bringing those with you. So what is the one thing that you just can't live without? So for me, it's, I have, uh, my foam roller for one big, big roll, big roller. And then uh, I'm a big lacrosse ball kind of guy. Uh, I like to play starting my foot and get my feet going or, I got a tight knot somewhere. I'll, I'll roll in the ball, but foam roller, lacrosse ball, always kind of been my thing forever. Um, rolling out is 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 helped my body a lot, just because, like I said, there's there's times where I'm like, oh man, I can't even get out of bed, and my body's hurting. I think that has also resulted in me trying to play bigger than I really am, and I ultimately pay the price for that. So that's kind of on me. But yeah, for sure, just the the foam roller and the lacrosse ball. So the foam roller, what uh, what size do you do? And is it an aggressive one? Is it a uh, I have, softer one? I have a I have one that has like a composite insert in the middle. It's orange. It's got some ridges on it. It's pretty small. It's probably a foot wide, maybe a little bit bigger. I'm not sure the dimensions, but that one gets in. The, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty deep. It hits you in some different spots just because of the ridges it has on it. Um, and and it's hard. It's got a hard core. It's not like one of those actual foam rollers where it's falling apart after you, you roll on it so ever, however long but i'm big hips uh it band lower back in my groin that's where i focus when i use that good tool roller and, and lacrosse ball for that matter uh another little trick you may want to try is a golf ball because golf ball golf takes ball. that next that next step uh it's a little bit more focused and uh yeah definitely produce if you found the right spot yeah i'm sure it's so good well, um, if listeners wanted to uh, follow you on your journey and see where you're headed next and what you're going to get into, what's what's the best way they can contact you? I would say um, Twitter or Instagram. Um, Twitter, my Twitter handle is at 
Tyler SP7, so T-Y-L-E-R-S-P-7. And then my Instagram is just at Tyler Spezia, T-Y-L-E-R-S-P-E-Z-I-A. Pretty active on social media. Um, I hope someone out there listening to this takes something away from it. And then again, if there's anybody who has a, any kind of question, uh, I'm open to, to anything. And if, if I knew what I knew now beforehand, I, it would have been it would have made the world a difference for me. So if there's anyone out there I could help or, or whatnot, I, I'd love to. I think it's great. I, I mean, at your point in the game with your training and your competition, you have been exposed to so many great things at Bowling Green. It's, it's incredible. They're, they're really doing a wonderful job with uh, what you say, at least from the hockey program. I'm sure it's got to be across all the athletics. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, And I always tell guys who ask me, I say it's the most underrated place to play college hockey. I'm sure that could be biased. But uh, for me, it was always the town I drove past when I was going to Florida, because it sits right off the freeway. I never knew what went on in that little area, and, and I was happy to find out. It's been an unbelievable experience, and the hockey program is doing very well, and it's just a great place to grow as, a, as an athlete and as a student, as a person. So it's, it's been great for me. Well, cool, Tyler. Well, thanks for joining today. We'll uh, definitely keep up with you and what you got going for your next phase here of your career. And, uh, yeah, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I had a, I had a good time. All right, Tyler. Take care. All right. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to the Athlete Peeps podcast today. I realize you have many choices, and I appreciate you spending your time here with me. Please subscribe and make sure you leave us a review and tell us how you think we're doing. I certainly appreciate it. Now, I want you to get after it. Go out there and be awesome. See you next time.